0: David Byrne, so cool. So cool.
1: I don't get it.
2: Hello,
1: everyone.
0: Hello, and welcome to I Don't Get It. Uh, It is a podcast about performances in Edmonton and we are proud to be part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. Uh, how are things, Paul, how you doing? I'm good, Fonda. It's
1: been a busy week, um, a <laughs> lot of things going on, yeah. pretty tired, feeling great. Yeah. How are you?
0: I'm doing okay. Um, our, our little dog is in heat, so no one's getting any sleep, <laughs> and it's wonderful. Um, yes, but we are joined today by two very special guests. You wanna say hello? Hello. My
2: name's Karen Edlund, I'm from, uh, what's our podcast called?
3: Our podcast is called "That's a Thing," a sometimes belated, already outdated guide to your teens, tweens, and everything under twenty. I have to do the whole thing. I'm Elizabeth. I'm her co-host. <laughs> yes. And daughter.
0: Yes, and very well prepared. Full tagline, everything. You know, that's what you want in your brand. It's just kind of like, yeah. It took us a while to figure out what our tagline <laughs> was. We even so. Have we even I have think have it was two writers walk into a bar, but right. spelled like ballet bar. But we never use it on the podcast. It's just as part of our um, website. Great.
1: <laughs> um, and, and you saw uh, Bat Boy the Musical uh, over at the Citadel Theater.
2: We did. We went last night, which is May 26th, for people who are listening right now. Nice. And, yeah. <laughs> and It's on a gun on May 27th, so I don't know if you'll be able to see it. But yeah, we saw Bat Boy the Musical, which was put on by the Young Musical Company, which is um, one of the young companies at the Citadel Theater.
3: Am I supposed to say something? (laughs) I think you covered it. Uh, We really enjoyed it. I've seen a lot of the the performers in The Young Company, but I've never seen a show from The Young Company, and I was really impressed with it. So.
0: Cool. So what is Bat Boy, the musical, about? Um, is is it related to Batman at all? Or? No. no, There, this is not about Batman. This is, so I
2: don't know if you ever remember seeing in the early 90s the Weekly World News. I miss it dearly. Yes, it was uh, one of those supermarket tabloids, and it was more on the... Uh, the, the the fakest of fake news end of the tabloid spectrum, far before you were born, Elizabeth. <laughs> and uh, so a recurring character in the Weekly World News was Batboy, Boy, who was half bad, half human. And uh, it, it sort of became this iconic thing. He's got really pointy ears and fanged teeth. And they did a whole bunch of stories about Bat Boy. So the creators of this off-Broadway musical came up with a whole story around Bat Boy and set it to music, and that's what we got to see.
0: Wow. Um, so so what, I guess what was the story of Bat Boy? It's, it sounds like it's probably already tragic, but... <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is a romp of fun and good cheer and utter horror. Uh, I kept being like, yes, and mom was like, no, it was great. Uh, but... Basically, these three siblings in West Virginia are going caving, and they find this creature in the cave, and it's Bat Boy, and it attacks one of them, and they capture it and bring it home. And it's a story about how he starts adjusting to this small West Virginia town, and there's like this subplot where all the cows are dying, and they're looking for something to blame. And... So we see how it goes from Bat Boy being a monster to him being a very human individual and then back to being a monster again. And so it's kind of a fun human story about loving your Bat Boy.
0: <laughs> <Cool>. Accepting everyone <laughs> yeah. for, you know. Well, so I'm, I'm a bit curious. How do, they, how do they make Bat Boy happen? What's the costuming like? Um, so a lot
2: of the costuming is acting, I would say. Yeah. So he does have big pointy ears like pointier and floppier than Spock, I would say. Right. Okay, <laughs> cool. <Good> illustration yet. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of the rest of his costume is really in the actor, the actor's name is uh, Romar Neil Dungo, and a lot of it is how he at the beginning he's he's very, um, he, his just movement is very like bestial and.
3: If you think Gollum from the Lord of the Rings movies, I think that was probably the inspiration, and he nails it. This whole musical does really well with speaking with your body and physical language. Yeah.
2: And then as, during the course of the show, we kind of have a My Fair Lady thing where he. Gets civilized and and then and and then his body language is very upright and he kind of has like a little bit of a British
1: accent and cool great um, uh, how would you how would you describe the music in the show like was it a, a, all in a particular style or was it more of a variety um,
3: the music is it's very rock it's very uh, loud and in your face I found it a little bit same soundy at times it's just my preference I don't think we came off of it with a lot of songs in our head they all kind of built up to a group number but the execution itself was really good the band always seemed on point to me I don't know a ton about how music actually works uh a lot most of the singing was really good um it just kind of all ended at the same note so it's not something I'd buy the soundtrack to but it was fun to watch I guess
2: it, it's like rock opera um, and lots of big production numbers, um, which is hard to do in the club at the Citadel because it's a small stage. But I think they did the best that they could with the, with the, with the space. And um, the, the main lead character, which is Meredith Parker, is that her name? Yeah, yeah? Um, Played by Emma, no. the female lead, Emily Rogers, has this amazing voice. We saw her in Heather's during the Fringe last year heathers yes wow. yeah she yes. was <laughs> she was veronica if you like heathers you would like bat boy
3: yes you would i kept whispering lines from heathers to mom and i'm like it's the same except it's different because it's, it's more more horrifying somehow <laughs> yeah. it's perfect
0: totally. um so uh this is part of the citadel uh theaters young company um season so that i guess there's um the students in it they go through a class throughout the year and then it sort of culminates in either this production or a number of productions.
2: I don't know if, how many productions, but I think this is the musical company's big production
1: of the year for mm-hmm.
2: sure. But mm-hmm. the young company does other things. I think.
1: Yeah, I know. Running alongside this was also A Midsummer Night's Dream, uh, and I think I think it was. Yeah, the company was divided probably into the two for sort of the year end show.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in terms of you know like production value and things like that, there's you know there's costumes set there, you said that there was a live band
3: playing. Yes, there was a live band playing,
0: yeah. and and you know fairly large cast. So, how did you feel about you know um, the the I guess the caliber of what's going on in these young company classes?
2: <laughs> well, the caliber was really impressive to me. I mean these th- these are sixteen to twenty one year olds. Some of them have. Amazing presence, like I just know we are going to see them on Edmonton stages and and see them in the Fringe and and all kinds of things for a long time. Um, Moses Cuyate has three different, very different roles, and he's he just is
3: magnetic. He has the most incredible stage presence. He wasn't even saying anything; that I was looking at his face. Like this is the most <laughs> right. interesting person I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah.
2: Um some of the, the the members of the young company have really like professional voices like they're 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 amazing singers and um yeah it was just really enjoyable and then the live band up in the balcony was hot and good and maybe a little bit too loud sometimes
3: but that was to do with where we were sitting so mm-hmm.
0: Cool. All right, cool. Well, that's interesting. So, like, would you recommend this for audiences of all ages? Or was it kind of, you know, Elizabeth, was it a bit more your thing? Because you're watching people who are, like, closer to your age up there.
3: Yeah. Don't bring your toddler to the show. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, don't bring your squeamish grandmother to the <laughs> show. Like, use your discretion. It definitely gets very horrifying near the end like mom was squealing no and I'm squealing yes and it has to do with your personality and what you're interested in so I wouldn't say it's a show for everybody but it's a really good show I guess
2: and I would say given like we go to a lot of musical theater in Edmonton and like it's on the caliber of anything we've seen like it's
0: really it's not like it's good for young it Mm -hmm. like it's good it's just good Good. Great. Well, you say you've seen a lot of musical theater, and I know that the Sterling Award um, nominees are being announced next oh, week. Um, any, any guesses as to what we'll see on there? For the musical. Yeah. Oh.
1: Favorites of the season? Yeah. Things you
0: like?
3: Not the unrepentant necrophile? <laughs>
0: right, yeah. I wish,
3: but not. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. It was really good. She was a very good singer, so we mm-hmm. might have that.
2: Uh, what else have we seen that was amazing? Um, the one we were crazy about was Onyagen.
3: Yes, we were crazy about Onyagen. I hope Onyagen. <laughs> yes, uh, we still listen to On Yegen in the car.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. The Citadel has had like a pretty musical heavy season. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there was also Children of God in there. And
1: Undercover was the improvised
0: Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, Empire of the Sun. Right. Those were, yeah. But All those the ones, ones I didn't do. see on the <laughs> <laughs>
2: program. In any case, sterling wise, we're pulling for Anya again yeah, if, it's if it's eligible.
0: eligible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. All right. Well, thanks so much for coming in and chatting about uh, *Bad Boy* the musical. Yeah, thanks so much. You're welcome. Can we plug our podcast? Yeah. What are you talking? What's <laughs> the next thing that you are that you are explaining to your mom? Elizabeth?
3: We never have any idea because the teens might come up with some weird <laughs> new thing, and so. I'm probably going to go for that if that happens, and otherwise I'll just scroll through the internet until I find something weird enough to explain. But we
2: did record one yesterday that'll come out after this podcast is. What's that one about?
3: It is about BTS, which is a K-pop group. It's the most popular boy band in the world, and mom had never heard of it before, so that should be interesting.
0: I love K-pop, you guys. <laughs> this gonna be That'll be a fun episode. Are you ARMY? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just like K-pop and, J- and J-pop too, so. Um all right. Well, and with that, I think we're going to go into our first ad. <laughs>
1: The Rotary Club of Edmonton West invites you to dream, connect, and inspire at the District 5370 Conference in October 18th to 20th at the Shaw Conference Center, where a number of stellar speakers, both local and international, will be sharing their stories. Among them is Dr. Marilyn Fitzgerald, founder of Common Ground Solutions, a consulting firm that helps make sure humanitarian projects are effective and sustainable. The conference is open to the general public and will attract Rotarians from all over Western Canada and the world, which means you'll be in a room with some of the kindest and most community-minded people around. Learn more at conference5370-2018.ca. We'll link to the site in our show notes.
0: That was an amazing numeral-filled website.
1: (laughs) Conference5370-2018.ca.
0: Okay, so Paul, um, you also saw something this week that I didn't get to see.
1: Yes, I went and saw David Byrne perform, Mr. Talking Head.
0: Good God. How was that?
1: Uh, it was good, and I think it's worth talking about here, uh, if only for for the performance and the staging. David Byrne's music, uh, big fan. Uh, go check it out if you haven't already, but you have, so great. Um, uh, so he had 11 musicians with him. Everyone dressed the same in sort of a gray suit, no shoes. Uh, But the interesting thing was that uh, the stage was empty. Uh, It was sort of lined with sort of curtaining. It looked like beating, but it wasn't beating, but just sort of like these little lines that sort of denoted like an offstage to an onstage in the square of the Jubilee. Uh, And within that, uh, it was empty except the musicians and whatever they could carry. So all of the instruments they were playing, uh, keyboard was strapped to the keyboardist. There were no (laughs) legs on it except his own legs. Uh, you know there were a couple backup singers and dancers uh The drum kit was disassembled and shared amongst people uh and there were very there were a couple props It opens with like a reveal of him at a desk with a model of a brain and he's sort of <laughs> singing and pointing at this brain while he's while he's making his uh making his music uh but yeah, and then within that uh sometimes the band would do coordinated stuff and sometimes they sort of seemed like they were more free roaming.
0: Okay cool well so it sounds like there was some some you know physicality and yeah. so what what was um well I guess what was the dancing like
1: <laughs> uh, the dancing was uh, coordinated um, lots of groups of people doing sort of like hand gestures arm gestures um, uh, in sort of the more pivoty moments in his music sometimes there would be a big sort of wave of things uh, and they all had uh well, the show was going on. Each of them had a spotlight on them, and it was like, "Holy hell!" Did they get twelve follow spot operators into the Jubilee? And apparently not. Apparently, it's technology where all of them had sort of a different sensor on, and each one was linked to a different light, so they could sort of they had that range to sort of wander uh, without, and the programming would just follow them. The lighting would just follow them.
0: Oh, cool! So it's yeah, it's it's just like motion sensor or mm-hmm. motion sensitive. Yeah, neat. Um, any standout numbers?
1: Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, he played the hits. He played Burning Down the House once in a lifetime. You know, uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, his new album, American Utopia, is pretty great. Uh, some of the songs from there. Yeah. So he ended the the concert or ended uh, near the end of the concert, uh, played uh, Hell You Talmbout, which is a Janelle Monáe song, uh, which is... A protest song, just a, a list of sort of the uh, people in America who've been, the African American people in America who've been victims of gun violence um, and sort of saying their names and with this refrain of say their name, say their name. Uh, you know, and some of his music, uh, some of his newer music is very uh, about America right now and mm. sort of the the state of things. And so it was nice to see uh, someone who definitely could have just played the songs and the singles and... Everyone would have had a great time uh, sort of taking a look at his country as well um, and, and using his platform, I guess, to, to make comment and bring uh, attention to, to some of the, the violence and the traumas that are going on right now.
0: Yeah. And I guess, I mean, from what I've heard, like, you know, people were buzzing about the show for well before and after. Mm -hmm. Um, And it seems to me that he has sort of like he he really does um, kind of invest in the in the aesthetic of what's happening. Mm -hmm. And and he's very theatrical.
1: Right. One of the things in Stop Making Sense, uh, the sort of seminal Talking Heads concert film is uh, everything is bigger on stage, which I think sometimes is... Uh, about size or or number, but as also sometimes, yeah, about just that little extra bit of thought, of coordination, of of choreography, and and doing the cool thing and pointing to the cool thing you're about to do, and then pulling it off, and everyone being like, yeah, cool, neat.
0: neat. Did it surprise you that this show was at the Jube?
1: Mm, uh, it seemed a good fit. Uh, in some ways, I think he probably could have sold more tickets like it could have been a Shah show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think in terms of sound quality and and staging and just having that theatrical sort of setup, this was probably probably the best fit.
0: Cool. Yeah. I heard from one person who saw that she was really frustrated that there wasn't as much dancing on the audience side of things. <laughs> uh, I mean,
1: that is that is the one place there was definitely uh, it was only right near the end. Like when he played Burning Down the House, everybody stood up and stayed up for the next encore. Mm-hmm. But, you know, beyond that, yeah, for like such a, a rhythmic musical uh, musician, I guess, and uh, someone who uses a lot of rhythm in that. It was a lot of like we're in we're in the auditorium.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're in a soft seat, but there's a show to watch though, right? Yeah. So I guess that's kind of the neat part is that you still get you still get that like real like theatrical experience from it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean I I couldn't I wouldn't have been able to not dance, I think. I don't yeah. know.
1: <laughs> some people got up, some people were in the aisles, some people moved closer and like power to them.
0: Totally. Cool. Well that sounded like a lot of fun, Paul. It was. All right. It's
1: time for us to do another ad.
0: Join Alberta Podcast Network on June 7th for Podcast Connect, a talk fest about the future. This is a series of live podcast recordings featuring That's So Maven, A Branded World, The Work Not Work Show and Future Chat, interviewing guests about topics connected to the big InVentures conference taking place in Calgary from June 6th to 8th. Podcast Connect is free. You just have to register. Our friends from ATB will be there to answer questions about the transformative things they're exploring, such as artificial intelligence, blockchain, and robotics. For info, head to albertapodcastnetwork.com slash events. Nice.
1: All and. right.
0: Yeah, what's coming up, Paul?
1: Cool. Uh, so starting things off in the next little while, as we sort of head into the tail end of the theater season... Uh, the Finest of Strangers opens the Teatro La Quindicina season uh, at the Barscona Theatre, running from May 31st to June 16th.
0: And on June 1st, Mercury Opera and Kalina are presenting a pop-up pierogi fundraiser for, up, for the upcoming production of Carmen in the Badlands. Um, the venue for this is the London Villas Hub, which is another converted church on 96th Street. Cool. Uh, yeah, there will be pierogies, there will be opera, so go check that out.
1: Next we have Kaj, which is uh, by Usha Gupta, which wraps up the Brian Webb Dance Company season, Forever 39 season, which is running June 1st, to 3rd.
0: And then later in June, Improvaganza is back, Rapid Fire's annual celebration of all things improv and sketch and international guests. That's from June 13th to 23rd at the Citadel.
1: Mile Zero Dance is doing The Dream Parade, a version of Pina Bosch's The Nelkin Line, uh, which has free public performances June 2nd and 3rd in Giovanni Caboto Park as part of the Heart and City Festival and through June 29th.
0: And that is all. It's a it's a busy June. It's summertime. Yeah. yeah.
1: We put this to our guests, Fonda, but uh, we're also about to see the Sterling's uh, list unveiled of nominations for, for the awards this year. Yeah. Uh, anything on your mind that you've seen that you hope uh, will get some recognition?
0: Oh, my. Um, you know, I saw them both so recently. And... Uh, but I think I'm I'm really pulling for Pretty Goblins and Terry and the Dog. I mm-hmm. think those performances, the scripts, uh, there were small, small quiet shows that got very loud that, that really, they really stuck with me for a long time. So, the, they, and they're still sticking in my head right now. So that's, how about you? What do you think, Paul? Cool. Uh,
1: I think Children of God will get some love. The Citadel musical about uh, residential schools. Um, Beyond that, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it's been a, a big old season. And having asked that question to you, I'm now finding it hard to to pin down uh, other thoughts on, on stuff. Pretty goblins, uh, probably, uh, in my mind and your mind. But uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that the old Trout Show, that one's coming back to me now Visually, the Jabberwocky? Yeah, the Jabberwocky. Yeah, I think that one was that one might might kind of uh, come out with some cool stuff because that was a super fun show. Um, anyway, we are uh, taking a bit of a break next week when that announcement actually does happen. Right. So um, maybe some of our listeners can uh, you know share some share some of your comments. Tell us what you think is going to happen, um, and we will and we'll be back on. June 9th. Yeah. You've or committed it to a June date. 10th. Sorry. June oh, no. 10th. It's a Sunday. That's the Sunday. We come out on Sundays. Yeah. Usually.
1: Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Go see some stuff. Bye.
0: I Don't Get it. As a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or check us out on albertapodcastnetwork.com or the CKUA radio app.
1: I Don't Get It is recorded on Treaty 6 territory in Edmonton, Alberta, in the Edmonton Community Foundation's podcast studio.
0: Our theme music is Mountain Time by Ghibli, and you can find more of Ghibli's music by going to ghibli.bandcamp.com.
1: I Don't Get It is produced by Andrew Paul, Fonda Mithrush, and Paul Blinov.